And I remember like the whole day I had this little notebook and I was like writing down every word that people were saying. Like I didn't even know. I would like write it in like English because I didn't know how to write like hiragana and katakana and whatever. And then I would like sit in by myself in like my room at night and like try to like translate all the words. And be like, I have no idea what's going on. And I remember like going back to my room and being like, my brain is so tired. Yeah, like, yeah. because when you grow up somewhere where you don't understand everything everyone's saying, your brain's not constantly working. But when you like, are like brain, like now you need to try to pick up everything everyone's saying, like try to like learn a new grammar, you know, mm-hmm. your brain's like, ah. Yeah. So um, maybe that's why babies are crying all the time. <laughs> like, it's really hard. My brain's working too hard. It's too much. It's so much. It's so much. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like, please, stop. Won't you come along? Hello, hello. Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, Perspectives on Studying Abroad from Past and Present Students of Color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I get to go back in time a little bit. Uh, today's guest is my friend Irene. She's been to Japan three times, twice for academic purposes, and the second time that she went was as an undergraduate student. And that's actually when we met. We were in the same program at the time, and so we met and became friends from there. And uh, so uh, a lot of this interview is us reminiscing about old times, but also talking about uh, what it's like doing a homestay in Japan, uh, the, the appeal of smaller, maybe less popular areas in Japan, as opposed to the huge attractive places like Tokyo, and um, also a little bit of colonial history, Irene is Taiwanese American and the past colonization of Taiwan by Japan uh, ended up becoming significant to her in ways that she hadn't anticipated before going to Japan the first time. So you get to hear about that, um, plus uh, a bunch of other uh, less serious, more fun stuff as well. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to have you hear it. So without further ado, sit back. Relax and enjoy my interview with my friend Irene Lee. All right. Well, let so, me know how you want to do this. Um, I don't know if like this is going to be on the like our whole discussion about my vacation. No, <laughs> no, no. I'll, I mean, yeah. I I'll go through and trim stuff. So okay. you know, if it yeah, so you don't have to worry about too much banter being in there, or if you think okay. about it later and, and there's something you want me to leave out, just let me know. It's fine. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, so, oh, before we get started, because I forgot to do this last time, um, yeah. last time I did an interview, can you okay. introduce yourself? I know yeah. you're Irene, I know you're awesome, and I know you're up to all this stuff, but yeah. can you, um, for people listening who don't know you, can you yeah. please introduce yourself? Yep. Um, hi, my name is Irene Lee. I am currently a second year PhD student at Stanford University. Um, and I went to Michigan State, uh, along with Danielle, which mm-hmm. is, well, more specifically, we met during our, our study abroad, which I'll be talking about today, mm-hmm. but, um, I went to Michigan State and I majored in genomics and, um, as well as global public health, and I got a minor in Japanese, um, which is kind of part of what we'll be talking about today. Yeah. But, yeah, um, 
Yeah, calling from sunny California. It actually is sunny right now. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great, great. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about Japan today. And I know, as you mentioned, we both, we met actually in Japan. I didn't even, it's so funny because we we were both MSU students, but I didn't actually, we weren't aware of each other's existence until we were both in Japan (laughs) in the same program. It's so huge. So, it's, MSU is so huge. It's just impossible to, (laughs) yeah. It's like, don't things like this that you actually like have good relationships with people I remember when I was still a student there and sometimes I would tell people uh, that I went to MSU and they'd be like oh I have a cousin who goes there his name is so and so do you know him and I'm like I don't think that's possible (laughs) I have no idea (laughs) it's like living on another planet right But um, so I know I know a lot about the one program that you did, but I know before the uh, before um, university, I think in high school, right? You did yes. kind of a homestay exchange yeah. sort of th- student exchange sort of thing. So yeah. can we start with that, and you could tell me um, about what that was like? What grade were you in high school when you did this? Yeah, so um, I was gonna be. I got I, okay. So I went the summer after my sophomore year. Okay. of high school and um this was like I think this was kind of where all my like wanderlust wanderlust wander wanderlust started because mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't remember when it was but I think it was like end of freshman year of high school or something I was like Ooh. I really want to go like study abroad in high school and everyone was like you know I, I'd seen all these like ads and stuff on the internet where they're like oh you can like go on this boat and like you know go study abroad and they're like you know pay money and like I was like I don't have money Mm -hmm. and but I really want to like you know kind of explore like a different part of the world and I had always really really liked learning different languages I was learning Spanish at the time Mm -hmm. and um, I speak Mandarin Chinese at home but I was I was just always like really interested in Japan for many reasons but um I actually found this organization called Youth for Understanding, um, YFU, I believe they're still around, and they do kind of um, lots of these kind of homestay programs where not only do kids from, um, like, whatever country come to U.S., but also kids from the U.S. go to whatever country, mm-hmm. and um, so I honestly don't remember how I found this. I think I was, like, Googling back in the ages of Google. Mm-hmm. Well, we're still in the age of Google. But um, I'm just Googling and I found this uh, website. And the important thing to me was that there were a lot of local organizations, specifically in Michigan, actually, there were a lot that sponsored American students to go on these trips. Mm. So, um, and it wasn't, I mean, it sounds like a trip, but it was like kind of, you know, you you had to go to school, you had to like, um, you know, you were expected to like have a final output. You were expected to have some sort of presentation mm-hmm. at the end as kind of like a cultural ambassador kind of thing. Okay. So, um, so I got this scholarship from the Japan Business Society of Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is a local organization, I believe, that is kind of a lot of like Japanese companies that are in Metro Detroit. And um, I was like ecstatic when I got this. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Japan. And my parents were like, like, are we okay with sending our daughter, like, 10 weeks away to somewhere that we've never been before and, you know, we don't know anything about? 
But um, you know, they told me that if I got get the scholarship, that I could go. So I was like, got it. Awesome. So um, so definitely, like that was a even just I think that was my first experience, like trying to apply to something in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like going through that and like being more independent in that, like that in itself was kind of a learning experience. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So. YF, so there are a lot of other scholarships through YFU, not just JBSD, mm-hmm. um, that, like, I think I think they're mostly catered to high school students. And, like, different companies, like, I think Kikoman has a really big scholarship. One of my friends um, got that one. company? Yeah, the soy sauce oh. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was like, well, what, do they, like, give you soy sauce? And he was like, no, they just sent me on this trip. I was like, oh, that'd be really funny. Um, but, yeah, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was 10 weeks. And I was there during the summer. Okay. And so did you, um, how, how did you go about applying for YFU? Was there like a specific program set up or did, was it like you applied to them and they kind of structured a program for you based on what your needs were? How did that go? Yeah. Um, so I, this is like reaching into my brain from like eight years ago, but, and they may have changed by now. But from what I remember, there was a central application, Mm -hmm. and um, I had, like, I could, like, select which scholarships I wanted to apply to, so, like, I could, like, see which ones I, like, I um, was eligible for, so I think there was, like, this JBSD one, there was, like, this one from Toyota or something, Mm -hmm. there was, like, the Kikoban one, and there were, like, a few others, and so, um, so I think I had to, like, submit other essays through that mm. but um I, I remember it being relatively streamlined okay and um, it was kind of cool because like actually for everyone who got these scholarships they had us all get together in um the Sheraton Novi um Michigan and they were like oh these are like you know we all kind of got to everybody who got the scholarship got to kind of meet each other before we went on the trip mm-hmm. so that was nice um especially since you know we were all like in like 10th grade and like did or I was in 10th grade everybody mm-hmm. was in high school and um it was some people's first time like out of the country so right. I think they had did a good job of like structuring that and like um giving people kind of a bit of a network before starting okay yeah and then and, um uh was it um because you were in Nagoya right it was in uh in in Aichiken okay. so um Near Nagoya, I think it was like a 30, 40 minute train ride from Nagoya. Okay. Um, it was a city called Honda. Honda. Um, okay, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a smaller city. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to high school in a city called Agui. And it was okay. beautiful. Like, oh my God. It was like funny because, you know, when. Because, okay, I'm going to be honest. The reason why I chose Japan was because, like many people, I was really into, like, you know, all the anime and manga, whatever. Oh, yeah. Anime Um, is the gateway drug. Anime is the gateway. And I mean, (laughs) you know, I I wish I could be, like, you know, because my parents are Taiwanese, like, I've been, I watched, like, Totoro instead of Disney. So, because of that, like, you know, I had, like, early influence. But, yeah, I mean, middle school was an interesting time. So, um, (laughs) so that's why, but, you know, it was really funny because I thought, like, I think when I went, my I think this happens to like a lot of people that go to Japan. They think that Japan is this like ultra Tokyo modern, like you know, wheezing like trains and like helicopter. I don't know, like you know, like they mm-hmm. think it's like this ultra modern place. And um, the place where I studied 
was this really like almost like pastoral, beautiful, like little farming y town. Mm-hmm. And so, um so it was different and I, I had to like I biked like thirty minutes a day through like rice paddies to go to like high school. Aww. So I know it was really nice. It was, a, it, was, it was very different, and um, I think there were like sometimes when I, it was like like a typhoon, and I was it was like raining, and I'm like biking back with my little bike and like my little like um, my little backpack in the bike and being like, why am I doing this? But you know, <laughs> it was part of it was part of living there, and um, it was like there. Were, I just I still remember like biking through the fields, and like the way the sun would like shine through the rice field it was like so green mm, yeah I've never seen something this green <laughs> yeah so it was a really wonderful experience mm. and um I guess sorry I don't want to like override your questions no but, I'm just I'm just listening to you talk I did want to ask it was 10 yeah. weeks right was this yeah. during the summer or what time during of year the was summer. this okay so I think I actually left school early um but I was like oh go to Japan and my teachers were like, okay, yeah, sure, cool. Mm-hmm. Turn in your final early. So <laughs> that was also my first experience with how malleable deadlines are. So mm. and requirements are in high school. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. um, yeah, I stayed with a host family. Um, they had, I had a host sister and a host brother. My host brother was uh, a little, I think he was like 19 when I was there. So he had like a real job and was um, working most mm-hmm. days. And my host mom and his dad worked too. So um, I remember like my uh, very vividly the first week I was there, they, they kind of spoke a little bit of English, but like not a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I obviously spoke like 10 words of Japanese, but they were very <laughs> gracious. And um, there was like one day when... I, I remember it was, like, the second day, and I had, like, the first iPod Touch, like, the very first one. So I Oh, downloaded- my gosh. I <laughs> forgot about iPads. <laughs> iPod Touch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I downloaded <laughs> this, like, Japanese dictionary on it, which honestly, like, saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the whole day I had this little notebook, and I was, like, writing down every word that people were saying. Like, I didn't even know. I would, like, write it in, like, English because I didn't know how to write, like, hiragana and katakana and whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I would, like, sit... In, by myself in like my room at night and like try to like translate all the words and be like I have no idea what's going on and I remember like going back to my room and being like my brain is so tired yeah, like yeah. because when you grow up somewhere <laughs> where you can understand everything everyone's saying your brain's not constantly working but when you like are like brain like now you need to try to pick up everything everyone's saying like try to like learn a new grammar you know mm-hmm. your brain's like ah yeah. so um maybe that's why babies are crying all the time <laughs> like it's really hard my brain's working too hard. It's too much. It's so much. It's so much. Oh, it's funny. Oh, my goodness. They're just, they're just like, please, stop. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. But I think, you know, at the end of the summer, um, I could, like, carry on a conversation decently well. Uh, well, okay. With, like, a lot of grammatical mistakes, I'm sure. But, like, I could communicate and um my host mom was really wonderful she we would like eat dinner every night and then my host dad would like go watch tv and my host sister would go to homework and um I would like have a lot of questions about certain things I'd heard that day or heard on school and be like hey host mom what does this mean and she would literally sit there with me like after dinner and like explain like grammar 
and like words as well. She, it was really nice. I still have all the notes and stuff that we took together because I think, I think honestly that was like one of the biggest things for me to learn because mm-hmm. I didn't like you know I don't know it's the best way to learn a language just to throw yourself into it, but um, it was like you know she it was like all very anecdotal and I think that taught me a lot more about how to actually like speak and how to like you know process this new language for than it would have if I had like been reading a textbook and been like what is a noun so (laughs) yeah okay and then um so you were in class what five days a week and you were just studying Japanese the whole time um so I was like a normal I was supposed I was like I was like doing their normal curriculum oh Wow, I know it was it was kind of interesting because so you um, went to a Japanese school. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and I had like a uniform, and you had a uniform. Um, I had a uniform. <laughs> oh, it's so cool! Oh my god, I know. Okay. Yeah, and I guess like I think so. I think the whole summer was like ten weeks, and I think I was only in school for like I think like maybe five weeks, uh-huh. but like I, I wasn't in school the whole time, and um, I yeah, I had like a desk. They like. They like thought like you know katakana eyesed my name, mm-hmm. and we're like okay you sit here because it's in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. and then um, it was like it was interesting because I went through all the classes I went through like you know math and science and you know the, the honestly the weirdest thing or the most not weird just like the most like what is going on thing because like with math I was like oh cool like you know Pythagorean theorem I got that mm-hmm. like I've seen that before but the most I think hmm, out of my zone thing was like classical Japanese because that was just, I don't know if you had any experience with this. No, but I've heard stories. (laughs) Like, first of all, I had no idea what was going on most Uh of the time. And then classical Japanese is like, I, I may be completely like misrepresenting this, but I remember it being like, a lot of sounds and it was just like sa and it was just like mm. I didn't know it was, it was like singing and I was like mm. and they, they would all like repeat this, the like phrase and I was I had no idea what it was and I assumed it was like a poem or something but I was literally like oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the cool thing was I joined the swimming team and um, went oh, yeah, to I swim I you used to swim yeah. yeah so I was on the swim team and like elementary through high school mm-hmm. and um, when they were like everyone does an after school activity so like what's yours gonna be and I was like oops oh I just threw my pen <laughs> I was like I guess it's gonna be swimming so um I swam with the team and it was a lot of fun and I they wow. like I took a picture I took like a team picture so I'm like in their team picture for like 2010 or something <laughs> it was really cute so um nice. yeah so that was fun yeah. I don't know it was an interesting time. Were you able to make friends amongst other students, or were they a little shy? Or yeah, you know, they were in like a foreigner bubble. Like, how how did the other students relate to you? I think it helped that like I was like taking classes with them, mm-hmm. but um, there were definitely I remember there were like little high schooly cliques, mm-hmm. and um, there was like definitely like the popular girls clique where they all had like inside jokes, like uh, they know what they were saying, but it was like very obvious. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up making friends with this small group of girls in my class who are all really into art and stuff. And so, like, during the art class, they'd come over and be like, wow, like, you like to draw? We like to draw. Let's draw together. Aww. So, like, we'd, you know, they would, like, all pull <laughs> our pupils together at lunch and, like, 
Um, I'd kind of just listen to them talk, honestly, because I didn't know what was going on a yeah. lot of the time. They were really curious, too, um, about how our classes were and, um, like, you know, what Michigan, America was like mm-hmm. and you know, does everyone carry guns and that kind of thing? Mm. So I know you always get that question. Yeah. Swim team was really, really friendly. There's one guy who, um, on the swim team who actually ended up coming to the U S I think he like went to like college in Austin, Texas or something. So Mm -hmm. we like talked for a little bit when he was here. Um, I never met up with him again, but it was cool. Like I, I'm still like Facebook friends with some people. So that was fun. Um, it was definitely, I think it was a different experience than uh, the study abroad we did. Yeah. Because it felt like we were a lot, I was a lot more like, I couldn't like go to my American friend and be like, hey, let's go do this. I had to be like, hey, Japanese friend, like, well, can we go do something together? Mm-hmm. So um, so I think it, it, it was a different experience in that way. Yeah. Can you um, very briefly just like summarize what, a typical day would have been for you while you mm-hmm. were go, you know studying um going to Japanese school like what time would you usually wake up in the morning yeah how did the school day go that kind of I'm thing I'm gonna try to okay so I think I think I woke up like I want to say like 6 30 or 7 mm-hmm. every day and yeah. um my host mom always like made breakfast for me which was super sweet or she like left like bread or something out for me um, so I would either eat that if I woke up early enough or like bring it with me. And I had a, um, a family friend of my host family's, she went to the same school as me. Mm-hmm. So, um, she would come and like, we would bike together and to the, um, to school. And so that was about like 30 minutes, but I remember it being a nice bike ride. Like there were definitely some points where there were hills and we were like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> but, um, but it was a nice ride. And then I could not tell you what time school started i want to say like 7 30 or 8 okay. or earlier um but we had classes like and in Jap- japanese school the classes you don't change classrooms the the teachers change classrooms and you right. just sit in the same place mm-hmm. so um you know sometimes there were and there would be like passing times so um and the schedules of the classes were different every day but then um we, we would have lunch and everybody would bring their own lunch or you could go I remember you could go down the stairs and there was this like counter where they would just sell bread and I remember thinking like why would you just eat bread for lunch but mm. I guess that's just what it was so if you didn't have your own lunch you had to eat bread and then, um, <laughs> and then yeah so m- most people brought their own little bento boxes and then um, and then more class and then I would go to um, swim practice and then I would come home and eat dinner, and I was usually like pretty tired by then, and hang out with my host mom and host dad and watch weird game shows or what have you. So <laughs> you know, that was pretty much, and then like puzzle over my notes and like be like, what does this work? It was a pretty, you know, definitely on the weekends we'd like explore the area. Um, I made some friends at school, so mm. we go. We watched Toy Story. No, that was later. Sorry, I'm getting my times mixed up. We watched some movie. I don't remember what movie it was. Um, we'd go shopping. I I had a few friends who were part who were American who were part of the um, program. So mm-hmm. we we did go to Nagoya. Um, my husband would take us would be like taking us on certain trips. So we went to like Mie Mieken, oh, okay. um, the oldest Shinto shrine is, which was really cool. That awesome. place is awesome. So yeah, yeah it was like. I mean, it, it kind of felt like a vacation because I didn't 
have a lot of real obligations. But I think because of that, that's why I kind of like forced myself to learn Japanese so much because I was like, if I'm just here, like going to school, like, you know, it's, I want to like learn something from this. So I I, like wrote my own little like notes and stuff. And I I think I came away with it with a better appreciation and understanding of the language. Mm. So for you, it wasn't so much that the curriculum was that rigorous, but the challenge for you was more so the language, right? Yeah, and I think, like, being independent, too, I think, like, um, definitely, and, like, making relationships with, like, people that you, like, don't know, because I think in high school, I was kind of a shy person, and I had, like, my my friends, you know, and I was like, these are my friends, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, I got an airplane and was like, time to, like, you know, make (laughs) new friends. So, um, I think that was, it was, I think at the end of it, a very thorough kind of self, like, okay, you're learning the language and you have to, like, learn how to be friends with all these new people yeah. and, like, learn how to be, like, a host kid to, like, these new people and all that together. Yeah, overall growing as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You said there were other students who got the same scholarship as you. Were they in, placed in the same area um, there of were- Japan? There were, okay, so I, I remember um, there was a scholarship that was specific to Okinawa, so everybody there went to Okinawa. Okay. Um, I think, so there was another student who went to the same school as me, um, and she, like, she and I would see each other around sometimes, but we weren't in the same class, so we wouldn't really hang out during school, mm-hmm. but um, we would hang out, we would, like, kind of explore randomly around the town um, some days. And actually, it's funny that I think about this now because it was kind of like before the time of cell phones and like having Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. stuff everywhere, and which is crazy because I don't know, it's like crazy to think of now. So um, <laughs> we would have to plan everything like the night before, like on Facebook Messenger or something, uh-huh. and be like, "Hey, like let's meet here tomorrow." So, so yeah, and um, there were some other students who were in the same like general area. So with those students, we I remember we went to Nagoya. Um, yeah, I don't remember where else we went, but I remember we went to Nagoya. Yes, <laughs> went to the Pokemon Center in Nagoya, which was very exciting for me as a Pokemon <laughs> fan during that time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and um, I wanted to ask you a little more about your homestay because yeah. um, a lot of times uh, programs will encourage you to do a homestay because yeah. it's like. Um, I mean, you're already, it's not just like, even if you were to live in a dorm, it's not like you're only studying the language because you walk outside, like you're in Japan. So no matter where you go, you're having to learn as you go and have like real life exchanges anyway. But they encourage you to do homestay because you get to learn more about Japanese people, Japanese customs, a Japanese way of of living and just doing things. And you have more like immediate access to native speakers so you can practice right. with just a whole host of uh, advantages yeah um, but it's also kind of I mean I guess it could be intimidating yeah staying with a family of strangers even though yeah. they have like they've signed up to do this thing so they yeah. it's not like they they just your program just ran up on a random Japanese family it was like right, here like, excuse me student. yeah I was kind of like Aishimasu. like there's not yeah. like yeah yeah you just like fell out of the sky they were prepared for you to come but right um did you have any concerns um about doing a homestay and um yeah. were there like any 
I don't want to say disadvantages, but like any, um, any like, uh, Friction. maybe difficulties or challenges, yeah. whether it be just living with the family or maybe specifically relating to the family you were with. Um, yeah. Like yeah. Um, I guess, so I've done homestay twice, I guess, cause, and doing the second one gave me some perspective, mm-hmm. uh, on how both like were, cause, yeah. um, so as as you know, um, I did homestay in my second study abroad to Japan in college as mm-hmm. well, um, and I also experienced living in the dorm before I did the homestay for that. Right. So um, I have a cu- I had a couple of points of comparison. I think um, I think I got first of all really lucky because so my first homestay family I was their very first. I was the very first person they'd ever hosted. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and so the one in high school. So they were mm-hmm. like, I guess they just thought it was interesting. And their daughter, who was around my age, um, was also really interested in, like, foreign languages. And she actually learned, like, German and Spanish and, like, went to homestay in those places. Oh. So she's, like, way better. Yeah. She's, like, way there Super now. Culture. But um yeah, yeah, she's really cool. So I think they, they did it because they were like, oh, you know, maybe it'll be cool. And, um... I think for that, I don't really see how I could have been in that city if I wasn't part of a fan, like, if I wasn't associated with it, because it was such a small town that, mm-hmm. like, and I was so young that I don't really think I could have been able to, like, hand- manage by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, like, I don't know, take care of myself <laughs> in a lot of ways. So, um, so it was really nice having them around. I think, um, you know, one thing that was good was, like, well, maybe one thing, I don't know if it, like, made anything better, but um, I really, like, I felt really weird about, like, just being, like, a guest in their house and not, like, helping out if there was ever, ever anything to do. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely times when I was, like, oh, I'd get home and I'd be really tired, but my host mom would be cooking and I'd be like, hey, can I help you cook? And um, I think she appreciated that um, mm-hmm. overall. Even though sometimes she'd just be like, oh, no, just go chill or whatever. Um, so that was really nice. I did notice that my second host family, the one that I had in college, um, they had host, I think I was like their 11th person or something. So they kind of already, yeah. like, they they knew the they knew how it was. They knew how, like, you know, multiple personalities had been. So um, I think they were a little bit more hands-off. Like, with my first host family, they, like, wanted to, like, hang out and, like, they wanted to, like, you know, do, like, all of these things. And we went to, like, Disneyland or whatever. But, like, my second host family, they kind of, like... And JCMU, the program that we went through, was um, a little bit, you know, more of a... I think more of a, like, student, like, learning-focused thing. So Mm -hmm. I think they kind of knew I was going to have my own um, agenda. And so it was a little bit more hands-off. But I did enjoy having the experience because it was just very interesting to just, first of all, compare the two. And um, I also had just some really nice little anecdotal experiences with my host family. Mm. Um, Like, my host dad the second time was uh, he played in a jazz band when he was younger oh, and so yeah, you remember that? that yeah so he he knew how to play the double bass That's so and cool. he knew how to play like all these string instruments and he played like the guitar and everything and so um there was one day when we were talking about it and i i feel like there were all these like funny jokes where we like i would say something wrong in japanese and he'd be like oh like you know correction and so um <laughs> but we also the um we also like played a lot of music together after we found out that 
he liked me I like music too mm -hmm. so it was really sweet and um it was a different experience because I think with my first host family it was such a personal experience and with my second one like both my host parents were like so busy working most of the time that I didn't really see that a lot um so it was a little bit lonelier the second time but um I still appreciated it I think it was the one thing that was hard was that because all of my other friends are like living in a dorm like mm -hmm. you know I used to yeah. like, I would like get together and be like let's like you know impromptu make dinner together and yeah. that wouldn't always you be had to commute too because weren't you a couple towns over from yeah like, i was yeah. in Hawa oh god what was it called i forgot but um mm -hmm. i, I could look it up but it was yeah i had to take the i had to bike to the train station and then take the train and then bike from the train station no 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 i had to walk from the train station to my house mm. um so i think total was like 30 minutes so wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> exercise <laughs> right right okay and I just um before I we talk more about JCMU I wanted to ask yeah. in relation to your um high school experience yeah um so you go you have this wonderful time 10 weeks in Japan you come yeah. back for high school junior year yeah. right yeah do you feel like your experience in Japan um well you said that you became more like uh, more, like less shy, right? But um, I think so. Coming yeah. back to school in the states and all that, did you notice any other changes about yourself? Um, yeah, as you, like reentered this, um, you know, this uh, environment that you had been used to for so long. Right. Um, you know, like superficially, the funny thing was I'd gotten so used to like this happened with the second time too. Mm -hmm. uh, I got you guys so used to like bowing all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you know when you get back to just start bowing to everybody. My yeah. mom was like, "You can stop doing that now." But yes, yeah, so that that was funny. Um, That's just super superficial. I think um, I noticed, and this is like reaching back. But I think I noticed like how at the end of my time it was like a very routine like you know I knew like I would get on the train or not the train I would like um go to school every day and then like everything had like an order and then I think I came back and it was like oh I, I think I noticed more about like America when I got back mm. um and you know kind of things that are good about America because like and I think I noticed this sorry I'm like also thinking about when I came back from um chasing you that's okay but okay. I, I think like I, there were things that like there are a lot of things that bother me about the US and um but then also like when you place that next to like what it would actually be like to live in Japan mm -hmm. um you see kind of how that's like double sided so yeah. you know like like there were there were no like electives or anything in like Japanese school and I remember thinking how in high school like I could take like you know all these electives and I could be like if I want to take like you know humanities or I want to take like choir or whatever like that that was something I could choose mm -hmm. but um in Japanese school like everybody was on the same like path and you had to take like all exactly the same thing mm -hmm. and um you had no the only thing you could choose was like the extracurricular activity you did yeah. later or like you know that kind of thing so um that was a relief to me being able to come back to all this choice and being like okay like I want to take like debate this year and I don't want to take classical Japanese literature you know so yeah. So, um, so that was interesting, and I think um, I mean, and I miss my parents too. Oh, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I kept up a little bit with my um, 
host family when I got back and actually they said that because their experience I mean patting myself the back but like they said their experience um hosting had been so nice Mm -hmm. um that they decided to host again and um, I think they hosted like two or three more people after that so it was so they you know they were like yeah it's it's really it's been a good time so Mm -hmm. yeah um it was also interesting I think this is kind of getting more meta but um going to an East Asian country as someone who's East Asian but, like, doesn't speak, like, mm-hmm. the language. Yeah. And I think I noticed this a lot more in JCMU because, like, I was around other people who um, were obviously not from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really think you get treated that much differently, but you kind of... It's interesting how much more invisible you are and, like, how much more... I don't know. It was, like, surprising when people would be, like... Oh, like you don't speak, and I, I don't mm. think they were yeah seriously. Um, but you know that was just kind of something I yeah. uh, noticed. People would but assume yeah. that you could speak Japanese because yeah. you're Asian looking, and then okay, oh. then they would automatically assume that I was like something else, and I don't know. I think I think there, um, there's a lot of interesting, unfortunate, and you know historically based like. I mean, basically racism mm-hmm. in Eastern Asia, and um, it's a a lot of it is stuff you don't. I feel like people don't. A lot of it, some of it is very obvious, and then there's other things where you don't really notice it until mm-hmm. like you're there and you're like living there and you kind of yeah. So um, yeah, so that you, was interesting to see. Do you feel like people? Um, do you feel like Japanese people reacted to you a certain way? because they knew you were Taiwanese or or did they even because I'm not I'm not sure how it is because here in the U.S. it's like we have a difficult enough uh yeah uh, it's difficult enough for like regular Americans to distinguish between like Taiwanese and Chinese anyway but like in Japan I'm not really sure how that goes I know there's like a stereotype that's biased against Chinese people but I don't know if maybe people made an exception for you because you were like Chinese but not like not like eh, Chinese, Chinese, or like, did that make a difference at all? That you I can't know, really comment on that because okay. um, I think my first when people would ask me where I was from, I would just say like I'm from the USA, and then that would be right. their like stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't comment on when I would tell them I was from the USA. I remember this one time um, we went to this soy sauce factory, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> it was like in this old like warehouse, and this guy was giving a tour and um this is like by this point I could like kind of understand what he was saying Mm -hmm. and apparently the old warehouse had been like bombed during World War II and um he was like he was like at one point he was like yeah so then you guys came and you bombed this warehouse and I was like okay like uh, (laughs) so you know I mean that's what history is you know I'm not gonna yeah. Yeah, but it, it was kind of like okay, yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think I think um, it is, you know, there's there's a lot there that like is I'm still sorting through, and like I mean, I think there's also a lot of interesting Taiwanese Chinese dynamics that mm-hmm. I personally don't understand very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I mean it. I think also just. Like, it's one thing that I realized coming away from that is that, like, history is, like, 
way closer to you than oh, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, I, um, it's when you almost live- like, because when people, because we, uh, you know, today's Juneteenth, which is a very right. uh, important day for, for black yes. people. And yes. we talk about this amongst ourselves and yeah. like non-black people all the time. Like, yeah. like, uh, you know, people think about the civil rights movement. That was only yeah. 50 years ago. It's almost yeah. like, it's so funny. It's almost like the year 2000 came and yeah. it, it was like a reset in people's minds and their perception of like, say? their perception of time just like elongated when really yeah. it hasn't even been that long. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah, it's I like, can tell, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I think, I think it also like growing up in like Metro Detroit mm-hmm. is like, and I realize that more and more, the more time I spend away from it, as yeah. I have spending time away from it, because it's like, you, and I mean, I think it's just also part of growing up, but you grow up somewhere where, like, you know, this is your bubble, and then, like, you make jokes about certain things, and, you know, you make jokes about, like, this and that, and you learn these things in history, and then you're like, and then when I actually went and, like, went into the world and, you know, talked to my grandma, who was in Taiwan during Japanese occupation, mm-hmm. and, like, um, talked to, to her about it and she was like oh you just went to Japan like you know you know Taiwan was under Japanese occupation and they're really shitty to us and mm. I was like oh okay <laughs> you didn't know so, any of that before you went I did vaguely mm-hmm. um, and I didn't I know a lot more about it now obviously yeah um, but I think you know at the time my parents were kind of like you know, like, this is part of our history, right? And, like, you know, like, they were terrible to us. And because of that, like, there's a lot of still, like, animosity. Right. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not, you know, I, I like, grew up here in the U.S. Like, I want to go. And, I wanna, and they were like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think and after I went, I came back and I told my parents about it. And they were like, oh, like, wow, that actually sounds like you had a good time. And, yeah. like, you learned a lot. And I think that helped. And actually, um, one of my interesting experiences was that so my my maternal grandmother she um grew up during that time and so during that time in taiwan so we're getting like off the topic of study abroad no, it's but, okay. uh, this is relevant because yeah. a lot of people don't know about like i didn't know taiwan was colonized until i got to college and right. then i didn't even really know that much until you had me read that book was it last yeah. year or two years ago green, green island so yeah, a lot of people Yang Ryan. Right, like a lot of people know about the whole like China Taiwan debate, yeah. But people don't know about and like as far as J- Japan uh, Japanese colonial history goes, people yeah. know about Korea and China, but yeah, they don't know as I did not know until a few years ago. Yeah, Taiwan was included in that as well in terms of yeah. Colonized. I mean, so it's, I feel like it's, it's really, relevant, you know. I feel like you can pick any. You can just pick, like, any country on the globe and be like, let me just dive into the history of right. this. And just find, like, this very rich, like, you know, very often very messed up history. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so my maternal grandma, she doesn't speak uh, Mandarin Chinese. She speaks Taiwanese, which is, like, a local dialect. Mm-hmm. But she also speaks a little bit of Japanese, mm-hmm. which I learned when I came back and... Um, I never it, talking to her had always been a bit of a communication barrier because I could understand Taiwanese, but I can't really understand Mandarin Chinese. And mm-hmm. um, I remember there was the one time when I came back to Japan, and we actually 
talk to each other in Japanese, which was actually really emotional oh, wow. for me because, like, you know, like, even though for on the whole, like, occupation was not a good thing.、Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you know I was. You know, selfishly, like to me, like I'm like this is good, but I, I had, I was able to have like a conversation with her, like the first time in my life, and probably like one of the few times because I never get to go back,、mm. and、um, yeah, it was, it was really like she was telling me about like how her and my grandpa went to France once, and like you know, and I, I, I think I, that's one of those times that I'm always gonna like carry with me because. Yeah. It was almost like crazy, like oh, like the circle kind of thing. Really special moment, yeah. 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 Wow. I don't think. Did you tell me that? No, I think there was someone else I know who their grandparents also speak Japanese because of the occupation. Yeah. I think they、yeah. were Korean though. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's really interesting. So it's like. In- Yeah, because she was saying、yeah. a similar thing about how she was able to communicate with her grandparents more、oh. because of learning Japanese. Not,、yeah. because, not that she was trying to learn Japanese for that purpose. It was just kind、right. of like you. It was like a coincidental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.、Uh, like, almost like a,、um, maybe a cherry on top. Of, right. <laughs> like your own personal experience. You also、right. got to like, connect with your you know, elders in a new way. you know? Yeah, and I think, you know. I think maybe one of the bigger lessons from that is that, like, history, even though, like, you know, people, like, Taiwanese people, they look back on that time、mm-hmm. and they were like, that was terrible. Like, for the most, like, you know, it was, like, for these reasons. But,、mm-hmm. like, also when I was speaking to my grandma in Japanese, like, she, there were good memories for her. Like, that was her, like, childhood, you know? And、yeah. that was, like, when she was growing up, like, that's, there are good things that she remembers associated with that. And it's, you, it's like, They're, they're not supposed to be two separate things that you like separate apart.、Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate like, that like, bad things happen. But,、mm-hmm. and you know, I don't think they're, but it's important to remember like the context of all of that.、Right. You know what I mean?、Right. So,、um, so I think in, in many ways, like, this is a, something I think our country does not, does not do a very good job of、mm-hmm. thinking about.、Yeah. And、um, the erasure of things, it's like, These things happen and they're bad, but they're also part of people's lives. And,、um, you know, that, that means a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, no, that was good. It was a detour, but it was good because I was, I was considering whether or not to ask you about the whole colonization thing, but no, I didn't know yeah, if it would be a sensitive topic for you because no, of your no, family no. history and all that stuff.、Yeah. So, I'm glad that we were able to touch on it.、Um, and I also forgot to ask you so, that was when you went in high school, that was your first time to Japan, but that wasn't your first time in Asia, right? You had visited、no. like Taiwan before to visit family, I assume. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So,、um, yeah, I, I had been to Taiwan mainly. I don't think I'd been, well, other, I'd been to like the Japanese airport for like a layover, but that was pretty good. <laughs> so,、um, yeah, so that was、okay. my first time somewhere not Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And、um, you said you, you had a good time, but you missed your parents. <laughs> But did you like talk to them via Skype or like email or how did you? I, I would, uh, I, I think I Skyped them. I would email them too.、Um, the internet was like not amazing, but、right. I had internet. So,、um, so I would like call them if I could. 
um, and email them, send them pictures. I, I have this terrible habit every time I go somewhere mm-hmm. that I tell myself I'm going to start a, a travel blog. I, 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 and I Ooh. always make the blog every time I'm like, I'm going to start a travel blog. And I two posts up and I never do anything after that. And like <laughs> I did this again the second time yeah. I went to Japan and I, I did exactly the same thing. So, um, yeah. so I tried to do that and I was like, Mom and Dad, look at my travel blog. Literally never posted anything. So yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. That takes discipline. Yeah, I mean, you have you have that in spades. So. Oh, thank you. I think it helps that I was already writing, like I already had a blog that I was writing on. So me being in Japan was just it just meant that I was writing about different like Japan centered things. Yeah, but I already had the blog going. Where yeah. starting something new when you're already busy having yeah. these new experiences yeah. and like you know maybe you're not in a rush to relive yeah. like the day you just had so maybe yeah. like, you put it off and then you end up just not writing about it at all like right. I can right. see how it's it can it can be difficult you know because right. you have the best intentions to like start a blog or these days a lot of people especially when they go to Japan because Japan is like mm-hmm. a super uh popular um that's like super popular content on YouTube. You know, you yeah. might want to start a channel or something. Yeah. Um, but it it takes discipline, and if your schedule is mm-hmm. a certain way, or you're not sometimes if you're not already in the swing the swing of things, it can mm-hmm. it can be hard to get started. So no, yeah. I don't totally. I don't blame you for that. I totally would have read your blog if you had kept it up, <laughs> but I don't blame you for you know letting it kind of fall by. The I think I think our blog posts were like, it's hot today. I'm hot. <laughs> like. I'm gonna go put my luggage away. Bye. <laughs> See you next post. There were never. There was no next post. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely took a lot of pictures and I journaled a lot, like for myself. Mm-hmm. So good. that was nice. Really but yeah, um, there was something I just thought of. I don't remember. Now. But yes, okay. it was. Maybe um, come back to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Oh. Yes, I remember. Now that you mention, it's very interesting um, that Japan has become such a popular destination. Because mm-hmm. um, I I went again in high college, college after I graduated, and I went back to Japan, mm-hmm. and um, it was and that was like a completely tourist trip. I didn't yeah. do like it was just like for a week. But it was interesting. Like, wait, after you to- graduated from MSU, or after you graduated yeah. from high school, from MSU. Okay, is that the same one? Was Diane there? No, no, she was, um, they were, they were also there, but I wasn't with them. Okay, I think, but you were there at the same time. Roughly, I think they were there, like, no, they were there in, like, July. I was there in, like, I don't know why I thought you would have went there together, but then that would have been super awkward, because that was, like, their, like, They got engaged. Right, so if you were there, it would have been, like, why is Irene on this very personal (laughs) Okay. My bad. Um, but yeah, no, no, okay, no, it's so, cool. So you went back after you graduated from MSU, after you finished undergrad. Yeah. Okay. And that was a completely tourist experience. Right, okay. So, um, so that was really interesting because, you know, we were in these big cities, and I'd only ever, like, spent a lot of time in, like, the smaller cities. And um, my friends were like, well, Irene, what do we do next? I'm like, guys, this is just as near to me as right. it is to <laughs> Like, I literally don't <laughs> Like they'd, they'd be like, "Well, what, where where do we go eat?" And I'd be like, "I don't know." Right. Like, on Google yeah. Maps. So that's familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. People um, ask me about like what Tokyo is like, 
And I was like, well, I didn't go. I don't yeah. know. I stayed in Kansai the whole time. So yeah, I really yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Kansai is so nice. Though. It I is just, really nice. Yeah. I, I just, everyone's so fun. Yeah. And like now people ask me, like, they're like, oh, what do you do? Like, you know, you, you study abroad. They're like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, if you want to go to this one tiny city, like, I can tell you what to do in this city, right. but I don't know, like, you know, anything about anything else. Right. Like, <laughs> or maybe if you want to go to Osaka or Nagoya, I can, maybe could help you, but otherwise, maybe, maybe Kyoto, yeah. but other than maybe. that, I don't really yeah, know. Kyoto, yeah, Kyoto, we went a lot of times, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. But, okay, so, um... Yeah. Okay, so that was high school, right? And then you went to MSU, and then did you have to study abroad? Was that a, a requirement, or is that something you wanted to do? Okay. Um, so I wanted to do a minor... And, oh, that's right. Um, Minor in Japanese, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, a little bit, you know, overambitious about what I wanted to do in college, and that I wanted to, like, take all these classes, and I realized I wouldn't be able to do the minor if I... I think I still could have, but I couldn't have taken all the science classes I wanted mm-hmm. to take. Okay. So, yeah. um, so I decided to do the program that we did, which yeah. was basically... Um, uh, taking like a year of Japanese condensed into like a summer, yep, which is intense but a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I took because I never like after then, sorry, school, sorry to interrupt you. The program yeah. it was just so for people who aren't yes. familiar, Japan yeah. Center for Michigan Universities, yeah. aka JCMU, yeah. in Hikone, which is in Shiga Prefecture. Which is a gorgeous town. It is beautiful. Right beautiful. on Lake Biwa. So the biggest right, lake. Right on Lake Biwa. Which is not as Japan. big as any of the lakes near Michigan. No. But, but it's the biggest one in Japan. So it's still yeah. important. It, it was very cute. <laughs> I remember at the beginning when they were all like. The Shiga. Shiga Ken is like. You know. Really special to like. In Michigan we have a special relationship. Yeah. Because we both have the Sister biggest State. lake. Yeah. And I was like. Oh that's cute. And then I went and looked at the lake. You could like see the other side, right? <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, and I think Hikone is the sister city of Ann Arbor. Probably, I think I think so because Otsu is the sister city of Lansing. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, so I, yeah, so I decided I was gonna do that, and um, I didn't know what I was gonna do my freshman year summer anyway, so I was like, well, I'll well do this. And um, got a small scholarship to help with the um, with the funds and whatever. But um, oh, I think there. I don't think JCMU was. You didn't have to be from a Michigan university to go to JCMU. No, you don't have to be from Michigan University, yeah. but you do get a little money off for being yes. a part of their consortium Consul- or whatever. Yeah, and that includes all the major universities in Michigan. Right. Yeah, but you could be but from cool. anywhere technically from any school and still participate. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, there were dorms there. Um, stayed in the dorms for a little bit. Made a pretty cool group of friends. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of adventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So many adventures. Yeah. Learned that I love creamed corn. Oh, I don't know okay. if you remember that I really liked it. But I like, don't remember that part. So no. one of my favorite things to do in foreign countries is to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the grocery store has a has a vision of what a, a, a nation wants to look like. You know, right. like you, you go to the grocery store and Ooh, like you just deep. see, yeah. you know, yeah, I, <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, though? yeah. It's like 
yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think I went to every grocery store in Hikone. Like I went out of my way to go to every. There grocery were more store. than two. Wait, no. There were like okay. four. four. Okay, I remember three yeah. of them. I remember Beisha. There was the one that was near the baseball field. Yes. That was near. That um, it was also near that what Gold Coast Cafe we went to that one time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there was the one where we saw Aizawa Sensei, right? That other one. It was near Bell Road. Yeah, it was really big. Yeah. No, it was really big. It was kind of sad looking. I remember that one. Yeah. Okay. But what was the fourth one? I didn't know there was a fourth I one. I went to this farmer's market. So, like, There's a I farmer. can't Where was I? Oh, yeah. my God. I don't remember where it was. So, like, you know, a lot of the time I spent, like, in Hikone uh-huh. was literally wandering around a lot. Uh-huh. And I think it was at the beginning. But, like, um, I think it was near that bread store. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. But yeah, I found okay. it was like a small farmer's market. It was oh. really cute. Yeah. Um, okay, this is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, I didn't. I envied you all because, um, and not to like take away from you because I, I wanted to, you to explain about the program as much as possible. No, but like should, the way think, it was set up is like, yeah. uh, you know, you were you were separated by you. You get there. You have right. orientation and all that. Right. And then you, they do testing, placement testing, to decide yeah. what level to put you in. And there's yeah. up to four levels of Japanese. And so I was in four. Which is amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Irene, I guess. Actually, though. <laughs> and, but I was all by myself. So that yes. was, I mean, it was great because I basically had personal Japanese tutors the whole summer. No one else is on your level. Huh? Well, no. No, no everyone cool. else was... No, everyone else wanted to enjoy their time, and so they were like, I think because there were like two or three other people who placed in four. Oh, really? I did not know that. Or I think it might have just been two, and they decided to be in three, because they were like, well, I'm, like, they were like, I'm here, and I kind of just want to have, I want to have fun, and I want to be studying all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the one who's always like, you know, that super earnest student, like, no, I came here to achieve a certain level, so I'm going to do it, and so I was all by myself. So, but anyhow, okay, uh, this isn't about me. But my point is, I it it's a lot more work, frankly. Yeah. So I always envied y'all because y'all could wander around and do and or just <laughs> run run and go clubbing to Osaka or run and go shopping in Kyoto or something like that. <laughs> I was always studying. But my point was, it doesn't surprise me that there is stuff that you knew of that I didn't because yeah. I was studying a lot of the time. Well, and I mean, you go like I think. <laughs> I remember, like, how hard you were working, and I was like, it's really awesome that, like, you know, this, like, you, there were no textbooks for you anymore, because it was just, like, you were just studying the language. I thought that was amazing. Well, and- I mean, there were textbooks, but the cool part that was that they also included, like, what they call authentic materials, so there was, right. like, you know, there would be, um, like, commercials, or... Yeah. Uh, like passages from literature passages right. from newspapers or there's this one tv show i actually got hooked on because of this class <laughs> what <laughs> there, a great well, there what a great way to... <laughs> there was what was it called sazaya song sazaya song i oh, think is what it's me. called it's a it's a it's a really old like cartoon that's really popular yes yes i know this one she's i i know she's like a housewife right yeah it's like a whole family yes yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i didn't get too much into that one but there's another show called shinya shokudo Oh, Shokudo means like how do they translate it? Midnight, midnight diner. 
I guess Ooh. is the translation for it. It's so good. It's like three seasons, and I never watched like multiple seasons of Japanese yeah, TV shows. Yeah, you watched all of them, and I watched every single season. There was a movie. <laughs> They put out a movie after the final season ended. I have to find that movie so I can watch it. <laughs> but it's so good because they were That's basically. Awesome. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm talking too much. This supposed to be bad. No, 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 it's not me. But it's I will say that um, what they do. It was a do, very personalized experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that show was good because it would take like um, facets of Japanese culture that you're. Um, well, how can I say? It was. The setting of the show was in this... It was fictional, but it's set in this kind of, like, sketchy area. And so you'd have all these people who maybe weren't seen as, like, upstanding citizens oh. from the outside. Like, maybe someone who was a hostess or a prostitute or someone yeah. who was, like, in... You know, people who just... Who weren't, like... When you think of Japanese people being upstanding right. and all that stuff, these were not that that kind of people at least not right. uh looking on the surface and so you got to right. learn more about japanese culture but not in this like super idealized way that's sometimes really unrealistic you know right um but i'm sorry i didn't mean to go no, no. on that tangent so it was it was i mean i learned a lot but and i did have fun when i could and thanks to yeah. you because i feel like you were the one oftentimes inviting me to go do things because <laughs> i was kind of i was kind of um you know i was excited to be in japan but i was like um, I was too scared to just like go out and wander like you said you would do. Yeah. So it really meant a lot to me when you and yeah. like other people would be like, "Hey Danielle, we're going to Nagoya today. Would you like yeah. to come?" Or, you know. Yeah. That helped me. Yeah. Like, I'm have glad. more fun and not just be there for study. So I know yeah, I've thanked you for that before, but that really did like change my experience. Yeah, you know? and I think like in that case, it was you know I, I had a host family too, but I think. The, the fulcrum of that whole experience was, like, being there with other students and yeah. kind of, like, having conversations with, like, the other students. Because, like, you know, and actually um, there was one thing that was cool was when the students from the um, local college, we hung out with them. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, like, you were a oh, part yeah. of the English, English like, no, tutoring. I oh, you were part of that. Okay. <laughs> so that was really cool. There was, like, a... Um, I don't think it was, like, part of the college. I think it was just, like, people who wanted to have an English conversation yeah. partner. Okay. So, um, I can't remember who else did it. But I did it with a couple other people. And we got, like, paired up with um, different people. And one of them was a housewife. and mm. It's still a housewife. And um, we got along really well. And she was like, hey, do you want to, like, come over and, like, you know... We can like make. We were really talking about like food or something, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Yeah, like let's let's make dinner at my house sometime." So I like went to her house and like we made. And she lived in this traditional farmhouse, like okay. you know, straight out of like it had like all the doors were like paper sliding doors, and she had it was beautiful, like in the middle, like literally in the middle of a rice field, and um, yeah, we just like talked and like made tempura, and I got to meet her like husband and her kids and stuff, yeah. and it was really cool. So that. That was a cool experience, I think, because it was, like, you know, you wouldn't... I, I would have met, like, other young people, but I wouldn't have ad- ever had a conversation with a 40-year-old woman if yeah. it hadn't been... <laughs> That's the one thing I really liked about JCMU, because even though yeah. it was rigorous and it was very tempting to kind of stay, like, sequestered in the dorm, it was yeah. also very uh, community-oriented. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. there would be some time... There would be some Saturdays, it would be, like, you know, morning time, and I yeah. would see, like 
local college students going door to door like hey we're planning this camping trip yeah, you come? yeah or yeah. you know they would have events where you could meet local students or, yeah or they would e- even have like english classes so it wasn't just us studying japanese or people right you know they tried to like and in- have the community involved as yeah. much as possible so yeah even if you did try to hide in a dorm you couldn't you could you kind of you couldn't so not meet new <laughs> japanese people because yeah. they would always it was kind of like an open door so yeah. long as it wasn't like curfew or whatever yeah. they called it anyone could come I in could... or out you know yeah so yeah I, I really enjoyed that part you know yeah and i think it was like it very yeah i i was i remember being like nervous to meet people mm-hmm. and then um i found out you know they were just as excited to meet us as you know we were them so it was yeah. really cool I, and um i remember once we went to like one of their conversation hours at the local college mm-hmm. and we like ate lunch there and this is like all like random bits of memories yeah. coming. oh yeah but yeah you remember that i remember the because the, really good. yeah because the cafeteria was open and i don't remember why we went there i think it just I guess if you if you did, hadn't cooked or you didn't have any food and you just wanted to hang around the yeah. Shiga Dai, right? It was Shiga yes, Dai yes, and then yeah. what was the other the one? Other one. The other one. Shiga Kenitsu Nantoka. I don't remember. Something Shiga, like that. Okay, I have to. It was like it was okay, like, it was like Shiga one and right. then like the other one. Exactly. It was, it was like, like Michigan and Michigan State. Right. There was like Shiga <laughs> University and then yeah. Shiga Prefectural University or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then. Um, yeah, so you could just go to the local, the cafeteria, and just eat yeah. what all the other university students were eating. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. It was I do really remember good. that. Yeah. I remember the food was so good. It was, it was. Yeah. But, okay, so, um, yeah. uh, I, I, I will get back to, like, reminiscing and all that, but just so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people know, can yes. you talk about how JCMU was structured um, yeah. And then you were in level two. two. Okay, yeah, you were in level two. two. Yeah. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, yeah. You know. Um. So because it was an accelerated program, it was pretty rigorous. Okay. Um. So not as much as yours, but like we had homework like every night mm-hmm. had to do. So I would always have something to do. Um. And so I'm trying to think. So I, I remember the first, was it the first week we were there? It was kind of like an orientation kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, classes are like, I don't know, like 8 a.m. to 3 or something like Pretty that. Much, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you you know, you could bring your own lunch or you could um, make, or you could like go back to your dorm room and yeah. eat lunch. It was um, shorter on Fridays though, wasn't it? I think so. And there was like, there were like activities on Fridays. Yeah. I don't remember. And then on the weekends, there were, I feel like almost every weekend, there was something that we could do. Um, Like, they they, they always, almost always had something set up. Like, there was, like, that curry thing that we did. There Mm. was, like, um, they did one where local students came and we all made takoyaki together. I remember that, yeah. Um, There was one where... Oh gosh, I'm trying to. They think. had housewives come too to teach us how to do teach. Oh like, my god, you're right. Japanese they food. taught us how to cook. That yeah. was so funny. They taught us how to cook. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it yeah, was housewives. Like, yeah, I think that was it. Or at least the think, the woman who taught us taught us how to make yakisoba. I think we made yakisoba too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Was so funny. Like thinking about that now, it's like y'all don't know how to cook. Like, how to teach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I'm so sorry, but. <laughs> 
I remember. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so yeah. funny. And yeah, and the um, there was like a coordinator for all the activities who like worked for the school. Mm-hmm. She's super sweet. And um, if we ever had questions about like how to go to, you know, if we like, I remember I wanted to go to like Kyoto or something, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Okay, like this is what you can do. Like this is how you can get there. Here are places you can stay if you're staying the night." So she was super sweet, yeah. and uh, that was really nice to have her around. Yeah, she was uh, like. Um... She was like an RA, but also like an event coordinator at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So she had a lot of responsibility. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. So she she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there were like impromptu things too that we all did together. But I remember it being overall like a very, a very. All of my days were very full because mm-hmm. it was like either I was like in class or I was doing homework or I was like, I don't know, doing something else. So right. yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it was I think it was nice in comparison to the first time I ever went, which kind of you know, I was I was older and more independent, but um it was nice being able to like just hop on my bike and be like, I'm gonna go to here and mm-hmm. then like, you know, be able to actually get around the con- like a this country that I was still learning about, like by myself. Yeah. And so um so that was awesome and I think one of my best memories was the fireworks festival. Ooh, yeah. I remember. You know what? But I loved just going. Um, I really took for granted that um, JCMU was located, like, right on the water. Because yeah. every Saturday, there would be yeah. tons of people just out on the beach yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it, like, you know, it, it would seem kind of dead during the week. But come the yeah. weekend, especially Saturday, there'd be tons of people. Yeah. So you're just thinking, oh, I'm just going about my day trekking, yeah. you know, a mile or whatever it was to get yeah. to Basia or whatever. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you ride along the beach and you see all these people just having a great time and everything. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And then here. the, <laughs> huh? You're like, I live here. Right. Right. And we're like, where are all these people come from? Like, I don't even yeah. Know. But no, oh, the, the fireworks festival was really, really fun. That I was that too. beautiful. Yeah. And I think it was like the last weekend we were there, too. Yeah, it was close to I, the uh, end, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, I've never seen fireworks like that, like, ever in my life. And it's like, for those, oh my god, like, it was, like, you, you remember they built, like, an island in the middle of the lake, and they shot fireworks off of the island? Like, that was insane. Did they? I thought they had a ship. Was it a ship? I, oh, I guess it's a ship. I don't know. I thought it, it like looked very stationary. So I thought they like oh, built, but maybe. like I guess it was probably a ship. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> like they built an island. No, it was a ship. It I was mean, just a ship. I feel like either is possible. I don't remember clearly which it was. They had yeah. something out there that they were shooting fireworks off. Yeah, sure. but it was like you know. I remember thinking like. Because in back home we have a fireworks festival every year, mm-hmm. and I was like, whatever, like fireworks, cool. But like, it was so cool to be part of this little like town, basic like mm-hmm. smaller town that like you know had its own little traditions and had its own little places and like yeah. that everybody in the town kind of like knew about, but you didn't know and you were kind of like trying to like learn. Yeah. And then we went to this fireworks festival and it was like the most insane like fireworks right. <laughs> in my life. They and had- there were shapes and like music like they yeah. had theme music and like <laughs> I know I was like what they had Hikonya Hikonya yeah. was like in there I remember seeing his face in the fireworks oh my god Hikonya <laughs> yeah I learned that every city has a mascot which yeah. is like currently oh my god are you on okay if you're not on Twitter this 
you need there's this guy who like I think he lives in like Tokyo and his hobby is like documenting like every mascot in Japan. Ooh. And so he has this Twitter account where he just like um he just documents like you know, he goes to these festivals where there's just like tons of I don't know, um mascot. Like they have these mascot festivals and he just like has pictures of them and they're so weird. Mm. But but some of them are adorable, like Hikonyan, the best. Yeah. So um, Oh yes, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly the best mask, definitely. <laughs> I was not into Hikonyan at the beginning of the trip. By the end of the trip, I was into Hikonyan. Yeah, I didn't get it. So. I was like, okay. Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I was like, okay, yeah. this sounds mad childish. Because like, here yeah. we have mascots for like sports teams. Or you have like Chuck E. Cheese or Barney or Disney or something. And then it's like... No, here every city has a mascot, and it's like people love them, and it's really. And I'm like, okay, that sounds mad childish, but hey, <laughs> I'm here to learn. It's called intensive pro. What is, what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Intensive Japanese language and culture. I think that's what the program yeah. is called. So I'm just gonna yeah. go and just and yeah. just be an open book okay. and just like soak it or like a sponge and soak it all in. Yeah. But yeah, like you kind of leave and it's like you're proud of because a lot of people don't know like where Shiger Prefecture is. A lot of people yeah. have never heard of Hikone before. Yeah. They might not have even heard of Lake Biwa. But people, as far as mascots go, people know about Hikonya. Oh, Hikonya. So it's like you kind of have a little bit of pride. (laughs) Like, that's my boy. That's my boy, Hikonya. You get it, Hikonya. You get it, Samurai Cat. Yeah, I don't know. He's a... Oh, man. And this one time, for people listening, Danielle and I went to the uh, famous Hikone Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were outside the palace, and Hikonyan was there. Yeah. And he was performing his swordsmanship skills. <laughs> it was incredible. So we got to see him yeah, in his that. true habitat, which was wonderful yeah in hindsight i kind of wish i would have gotten something with hikonyan on it i think even though i had developed appreciation for him i was still too cool to buy (laughs) merchandise so i didn't get anything and now it's like "Mm, it would be really cool to have like a hikonyan something or jcm you know they have their own mascot did you see they really yeah they have like a it's a round bird. I don't know what kind of bird it's supposed to be, but then it has its hat looks like the roof of a of like the traditional Japanese roof. Oh, hiraku. Hiraku, yeah. God, wait. Oh my god. It's to... like a round white bird. Wait, Can I'm looking. It? Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, Hiraku had so much fun answering questions on Snapchat last week that he's going to do it again. Yeah. Questions about life in Japan, how to take the train, what Hiraku looks like without his hat. (laughs) Yeah, so mascots are certainly a thing. Um, Okay, I feel like we keep meandering, but it's good, it's good, because we're just talking. I didn't want to ask, because it might be confusing for people who aren't familiar. So, at JCMU, you started in the dorms with the rest of us, and then yeah. you ended up doing homestay. Can you talk about that process? Um, yes. Why oh, you decided okay. to do homestay again, and how, like, why you didn't just start the program in a homestay? Yeah, so I think, from what I remember, um, 
it was like an option on the application if you just wanted to be in a homestay, but because all the orientation stuff was at JCMU, mm-hmm. it was a lot easier for them to just have us in the dorm first. Yeah, and okay. um, then later on, you could choose whether you wanted to do like a weekend homestay, which I think is what you did. Or I didn't. You did I, the long one. I know. I had you... applied to do like the long term homestay, like yeah. you did, but then they told me they and this is how I should have known that doing level four was gonna be more than I bargained for they were like you know you're gonna be studying a lot and Uh, you might not even have time to spend with your host family um as much as I wanted because I was like you know I wanted to go all in I wanted to have I wanted to experience as much of, of as much of Japan as I could and so I had wanted to do homestay, but it was just like, I feel like I would have been even more stressed out right? and had less time to do anything yeah. if I had done homestay. So I didn't, I don't even think I did like the weekend thing that they had. Oh, I okay. Think I, w- I was just in the dorms the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there are pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, like, the biggest con was that, like, I had to commute, um, but I think overall, so, so then I, I decided I wanted to do the long-term one, mm-hmm. and, um, there were a couple of, I don't, I think there was, like, one, it was, like, the, John, or whatever his name was, like, there was, like, one other person that did a long-term one, mm. or two, I, there weren't that many people, but, um, but I really liked it, I think, I wanted to have that experience and I in- came in intending to have that experience mm-hmm. and I also wanted to be speaking Japanese like most of the time because yeah. I think when I, was, I knew when I was out with friends I would be speaking English and stuff so um, so I wanted to like definitely make the most of that mm-hmm. and um, also you know kind of have a different homestay experience so that was awesome um, but definitely staying in the dorms like um, made a lot of friends I think I think one of the things that one of the reasons why I chose to do the homestay was because like I didn't super get along with my roommate so I was like kind of like well you know if I leave like I won't oh, really okay. miss it. Yeah. yeah so I was like oh, I didn't know you didn't get along with her That's a well shame. it wasn't so much we didn't get along it was just like we weren't really friends yeah. and I was like I don't really have any reason to like you know want to stay in the longer yeah now I think so, about it that was kind of the way it was just my roommate yeah, but I feel like that's just how I am when I'm when I'm with people in close quarters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have a problem because it's like <laughs> oh, you like your space. No, it's, it's anyhow. It's not just <laughs> about me, but oh, yeah. I understand. But what yeah, you mean. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was really nice, and um, my my host family was really familiar with JCMU, so they um, they were really close with the program also. So mm-hmm. they were very supportive and they knew what I was going through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was overall a good experience. I will, one funny anecdote is like, I think it was the first night I had to come back. Or the, yeah, it was like the first the first night um, I came back from JCMU like a little later than normal. And, oh, you uh, got it, lost? I got lost. Do you remember this? <laughs> I remember that. I, I was like walking back from the... I was walking back from the train station and it was just like in the subdivision and I got really, really lost and I ended up like knocking on some random lady's door and being like, I don't know where I am. I can't really like, you know, I don't know. And the lady was like, 
kind of scared because she didn't. <laughs> I, she like didn't even open the door. She kind of just like yelled at me and was like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "I'm this person. I'm a student. I don't know where this house is." She was like, "Okay, I'm calling the police." And she called the police, but the police in Japan yeah. are very nice,、yeah. and they actually help you do things.、Yeah. So the police came, and they were like, "All right, where are you trying to go?" And thankfully, I had it written down. And they were like, "Oh, we know where that is." And they took me. And my host mom was like, "LOL." And I was like, <laughs> freaked out. I was like, "I'm so sorry." Like, I'm so. My host mom was like, "It's okay. Like,、Aww. it's happened once before." And I was like, "All right." So, so it all was well, but I felt very silly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dark, and like all the houses looked the same. And thankfully, I, thankfully after that, I was like, "This is where I'm going." So I, I never got lost after that. But、um, it was definitely a amusing experience. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because I always、yeah. admired how you seemed.、Um, you seemed really confident in terms of just like going out and about or exploring,、mm-hmm. or even when. In like, like when we go. Oh, I forgot to mention Kuma Kuma. You remember Kuma Kuma? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Kuma Kuma. For anyone listening, is like、yeah. is a local cafe in Hikone, and they have they they make an effort to always reach out to JCMU students. Yeah.、Um, it's run by this woman and her daughter. Well, her daughter like graduated and moved away, but this woman、yeah. runs it, and she hosts like events for like cultural exchange and、yep. where like. JCMU students and local Japanese、yep. students can come and just hang out.、Yep. Like she's the food's good. The lady who runs、yeah. it is awesome, and it's just、yeah. a nice place to to、yeah. hang. But、um, why did I mention Kumakuma? What were we talking about just now?、Uh, This is how you、I、said.、Know. You said because I was really confident with being. Oh with yeah,、that. like you would. I remember one day you said some. We all went there, and you said betsu betsu, like. Have asking for like separate text or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, because I didn't know that word, and I was just like, <laughs> like little things like that where you knew、uh, how to, you knew how to act or knew how to do or say certain things and like、yeah. everyday situations, and I always like admired that. Or like、oh, when we went to like、you. Nagoya, you kind of led the way and knew where to go, whereas the rest of us、oh. kind of like ducklings. I mean, maybe I'm just projecting. <laughs> I felt like a duckling, just like. Following、oh. along because I don't know where I am. <laughs> I But do you、trip. feel? Yeah, we went to, like the the like castle and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. went. To, yeah, we we went. Yeah, we went to the castle. We went to、uh, what's it called? Sakae, the the mall with the Ferris wheel、yeah, on it. Right. Yeah.、Um, yeah. 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 Right. Right. Right.、Um, yeah. Anyhow,、yeah. um, I I mentioned all that to say or to ask. Do you feel、yeah. like you know? Um, since you had already been to Japan, did you kind of、yeah. feel like something kick in where stuff started,、um, like almost like riding a bike again, where you kind of something in your brain clicks and you kind of just know what to do, or you know,、yeah. did you feel like your previous experience helped you to、yeah. um, to get more accustomed to being in Japan and having to do day to day things,、um, yeah, like what you were I, before, you know, and with a grain of like. I obviously the first time I went, I didn't like do that much of stuff. Like I didn't have to like buy groceries and stuff、yeah. that often. I think the main thing I learned from the first time I went was kind of、um, like the cadence of the language.、Mm-hmm. And I noticed that sometimes when people learn Japanese, and I, I'm not like obviously my ex- I still have an accent and everything, but I 
noticed that when people like first learn, it's it can be a little stilted, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of it's like when when you spend a lot of time like listening to people speak it, um, you kind of understand like where that where you know your like intonation is and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that helped going the first time. Yeah, helped like my uh, um, speaking in that way, and then mm-hmm. in terms of just living there. Um, I can't say. I think a lot of things in Japan are designed very well, mm-hmm. so that you know, like you kind of like the trains and stuff. Like it's pretty easy to understand. Yeah. Um, I think like maybe those daily life things, like you know, when you were speaking about um splitting checks and that kind of thing. I maybe I do remember those from like, um, from before, um, and from just like you know going around and making mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think I think that's one of the things where. You can't really learn it from a textbook, and obviously, I'm still yeah. learning and um, make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but the mistakes are the best part. The mistakes, yeah. I feel like, you know, you feel like really dumb when you make them, but right. it's always it's it's fun. So yeah. um, I also don't know if like splitting checks is a thing in Japan, but like when you that was just an example <laughs> where like you got your point across, and I was like, yeah, yeah wow, yeah. like I mean. Irene knows what to do. Like oh, that was my impression. Yeah. Like you, even if it was something, even if you like made a mistake, you still seem to get your point across and knew how to like maneuver different situations. Yeah. And that really, um, I don't know. I kind of, I really looked up to that because that was my first time overseas. So mm-hmm. seeing you, who was like kind of sure you had your own like pitfalls or things you were like challenges or things you might have been concerned about but you seem to maneuver them um with a lot of confidence that I wish that I had at the time I, know. I, mean, I think a lot of the confidence is just like thinly veiled anxiety to be honest <laughs> it's just like when you're like ah, I messed up and you're like what do you know what do I do now takes confidence but um yeah I think I don't know I feel like every time I travel somewhere it's you need to learn like new things mm-hmm. and um after having gone to japan like a few times i was kind of like okay like this kind of makes sense now yeah. so um yeah but i think in terms of like i don't know everyone has their own way and how they like, experience new places but i think the way that i did in um in hikone was just like you know biking around and kind of going to random places that people were like that's not interesting like why would you go there like that one time this one time when we went to otsu and there wasn't like oh, really anything there. i remember <laughs> it was still no, there was a lake there was the mall i remember because my watch broke so i went there to get a new one yeah. and uh i mean it technically is like the big city in that prefecture yeah. but it's still kind of like low-key you know yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but we had a good time we had a it's about who you're with. Right, exactly. <laughs> you saw that guy playing the guitar. Remember we were walking along the lake and there's that guy sitting with his girlfriend playing the guitar and you told him like he was playing like a Beatles song or some kind of song that you knew. You don't remember? Okay. I don't remember that. Oh my gosh, yeah. We were walking along. Because yeah. like you can walk along the lake and right. re- I remember walk that. really closely to, to Lake Biwa and Otsu. Yeah. It's like a, not a river, a lake yeah, where you can walk along, and there was this dude, there was this young guy there playing the guitar, singing some song. Yeah, to his girlfriend, 
and we just stood there listening. And when he <laughs> finished, you were like, oh, that was really good. And then he was like, you know, the Japanese way. He was like, oh, no, 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 it wasn't yeah, that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like chatting. With him. You don't remember that at all. That's I okay. I've been like, I, I've been, you know, because uh, I've been starting to get in the swing of like talking to people about yeah. experiences. And they'll, sometimes there'll be times where they're like, oh, yeah, Danielle, you said this one thing to me. And that really yeah. helped me out. And I was like. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm really glad that helped you, but I do not remember that conversation. <laughs> Think past me. <laughs> so it's cool. But anyhow, yeah, yeah Otsu, Otsu is like, and granted, we were only there for like a few hours, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It was, it, it's uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, low-key, but we had a good time, you know. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. you know, kind of when you try do this kind of thing like not every like adventure you go on is gonna be like successful and interesting and like mm-hmm. you know like you're not gonna find like a rainbow every time but i think like <laughs> you know overall like you kind of you see like like the one time we went to like this castle and we were like what's well never been to the castle and we went to the castle and mm-hmm. it was like beautiful yeah. and like you know and then there are some times when you go to places and you're like it's a flub but you know yeah, at it, least I at least I tried or at least yeah. I checked it out. Yeah. 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 Do you so have I think... any um well, cuz you've, you know, been to well, three times. Right? Yeah. You've been to Japan three times, but studying there twice. Yeah. Uh, do you have like any favorite place or any favorite experience that sticks out to you out of like Ooh. all the things you were able to do in Japan? I know that's probably hard to choose, but yeah. is there anything that comes to mind where you're like, oh, I really enjoyed that, or oh, that was sure. really cool? Yeah, I guess I'll try to choose one from each time. Um, I really liked, I mean, this is obvious, but the JCMU, like, goodbye ceremony, the graduation, mm. that was really sweet. Um, oh, yeah, you sang, didn't you? Yeah, because my host <laughs> dad was there. And oh yeah, I remember. Like, okay, now song. I remember that he played the guitar. Now yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sang the song by the Carpenters. Yeah. Um, and then oh no, and then yeah, and then we got to meet like everybody else's host family, mm-hmm. which is really cute. Yeah. I um, there's a, I took this picture with Aizawa Sensei where it looks like he's my grandpa, and like, <laughs> and the, there was this random little boy from someone else's host family in the picture, and it's just like this is such a weird picture, <laughs> but it's really cute. Um. I really liked also, um, oh, God, what was it? I was going to say something else. Um, it will come back to me. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, I think it's nice, like, like when we were saying, like, the community, mm-hmm. um, we all kind of, you know, got to, oh, I remember. Um, do you remember when, so my host mom worked for this real estate company mm-hmm, that. that was like the real estate and like life improvement company yeah. so like there was this one time when um for people listening um they had like a barbecue and i and it was like me i and my um host mom told me i could invite some of my friends so danielle came yeah and then other friend james came oh yeah i remember that that was fun. yeah i was, it was just, real nervous because like yeah. It was basically like a party with like adults, like Japanese yeah. grown-ups, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they were all super nice. Like yeah. they were happy to see us. Yeah. 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 I and that. I remember we like it was in like the really nice little house and we all like yeah. did barbecue and like ate matcha ice cream. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember, that was super nice. I think that was just like like times like that when it it wasn't so much about like going somewhere or seeing something or eating something. It was about like, you know, um talking to people mm-hmm. and like kind of 
thinking about your experiences with them. So that was really special. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think like a similar one was the first time I went, my um, host family's company had this thing. I don't remember. Like now that I think about it, it's really weird. But it's this thing where you would go to like, the company had this giant garden, which more companies should have. And um, you would go and they would plant potatoes there. And this this whole festival was you going to, like, get potatoes and, like, whatever you had, like, a plot and, like, whatever potatoes you got out of the plot, like, they were yours. Mm. So, like, we just went and, like, dug up some potatoes and it was, like, a fe- I, I don't remember what, like, what the reason for the festival was, but we, it was just, like, one of those things where it was, like, you know, the whole company, like, the community came together mm. and then we all got some potatoes <laughs> and then we came back we cooked them. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, just like a family community kind of thing. And I think those times are kind of special to me also because I am, like, thinking about, you know, how you go to this country or in the, maybe, you know, even at the end of the day, you don't really super know these people really well, but, mm-hmm. like, you can see how kind that they are and how they want to share their life with you and um, share stories with you and time and laughter with you. So, um, so maybe that's, yeah, I guess that's the underlying theme behind these experiences. Mm -hmm. Or at least what what you value most is, you know, being able to, the moments that you share with, with people, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is really special because, you know, um, it's uh sometimes it can be difficult for japanese people to um warm up to foreigners i keep saying foreigners like it's not like um i'm not trying to say it for anyone listening it's not like um like in a derogatory sense it's just that in japan it's like you're either japanese or you're foreign so that's why i've been saying foreigner over and over but anyhow i'm just saying it it kind of makes it that's that much more special when people invite you to things or invite you to their homes because it's like you know a lot of times um that might not always be the case you know yeah Um, yeah so yeah and there's a very like clear distinction between like outside face and like inside Mm -hmm. face so when you get to kind of maybe everyone's still a little more outside face but when you kind of like you know go past the really superficial i think Mm -hmm. that's it's really special yeah for sure and um do you have um because i know you've had like so many different experiences in japan but Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for anyone who's um, looking to study abroad in Japan or to travel and yeah. or just traveling to Japan more generally do you have yeah any advice that you would like to impart that you feel is like relevant to you and that you would like to pass on um you know it is um I'm trying to think of like practical things and also like just like subjective things mm-hmm. um in terms of Practical things, I mean, let's be real, like, Japan is one of the easiest countries to travel in, like, Mm -hmm. hands down. So, um, and people are very friendly, and even though it might seem like, you know, there's running around and, like, doing their own thing, like, there have been multiple times when I was lost and, like, asked somebody to help me. Um, So, and also the police in Japan are very, um, there's these things called koban that are, like, police Mm -hmm. boxes, and if you have, like, questions, you get lost or whatever, like, you can go there and they'll, like, help you. And um, I think also, though, in the big cities, 
people tend to be a little more standoffish. Um, but you know, it's kind of like a universal big city thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly, well, the main, like another practical thing is like, well, yeah, I guess that's kind of its own thing, but yeah. Um, in terms of like more subjective things, I think it's very easy to go to Japan and be like, let's go to Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, you know, mm-hmm. cool. We saw Japan. Um, and I've only seen a little bit or experienced and lived through a little bit of mm-hmm. it. But I think um, it's really worth it to, like, kind of spend a day or two in, like, a quieter, if you're, like, planning a shorter trip, um, in a quieter area, like, a smaller town and kind of just, you know, take it easy and kind of, like, feel how life is there. Because I think yeah. that's a side that we don't, the popular media doesn't really catch mm-hmm. and um, we don't really see and seems like almost fairy tale-ish to people but like is very that's like most of Japan so um, <laughs> I think it's important um, to see to like understand that a little well, you know chances are you won't understand it but you know to kind of put that into like your consideration of what the, what the country is like and um, yeah I just think you know it's one of those places where it kind of it has like people it's very popularized mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of media about it but i think um there's also there's so much that like people don't focus on mm-hmm. and think about and um are almost just as important so yeah but it's really beautiful it is and um and i think oh one more thing is that i think um, one thing I realized the second time I went was that, like, I don't think I would want to live in Japan long term. Mm. Um, I think I realized this, like, my second time. Because the first time I was like, wow, great. Like, I'd love to go again and, like, see what it's like. But um, at least for the, my kind of per- the kind of personality I have, like, I realized that if I were to live and work there long term, it's a little stifling. And, mm. um you know, I know that the society is changing, but it's very hierarchical, mm-hmm. and um, it's very kind of like a top-down, like, this is the way things are, mm-hmm. and I noticed that in my host family, I noticed that, like, around, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's, like, it's the way that the culture is, mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, I, I considered, like, getting a master's degree in, in um, Japan and everything, and that felt for various reasons, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think... Going again made me realize that like, I love the country, but I, at this time, like, I didn't think that it would be a good place for me to spend my life. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, yeah, learning the language is useful for a lot of other reasons, too. Yeah. So, yeah, but, um, but that really helped me understand more about it. Yeah. That's fair. I think, yeah. I think it's good you come to that realization, because, um, yeah. you know, a lot of people, like, for Japan, it's like Japan is so different. It almost seems like yeah. um, seems like a place where you can maybe escape into a different kind of life. And I think, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. Is where you think you 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 get you get there and it's going to be a certain type of way, right? Yeah. And then yeah. people go, and then they yeah. almost get like um, what's the word? 
Um, oh, it's like they don't think it's it's not the way they thought it was going right, to be. Right, they get disappointed. Like, sure, there's the, yeah. there, there's the beauty and the and the yeah. and the this, the uniqueness and the yeah. and the kind people and the, yeah. the unique food and yeah. the, and the manners and the all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But then there's also like you know rules and structure yeah. and all that stuff and yeah. Um. Sometimes. Sometimes it takes a little longer for people to realize that. And right. for some people, it's not a problem. It's like, I understand this is Japan. This is what I'm in for. Right. Like, I'm just going to come and try to try to adapt as best I can to the way yeah. things are here. And for yeah. other people, like you, and I feel like me also to a certain extent, it's like, you're like, oh, like you have to take stock of what it is this place yeah. is really about and what yeah. it is, like how you are as a person. Yeah. Does yeah. That I think that's really important. Maybe you can, yeah. maybe you can spend a summer or like six months there. Right. But maybe you you can't go as so far as to like live there long term. Right. Maybe that's not right. for you. You know, right. it depends. Everyone is different, and um, yeah. Um, I feel like it, not to. I don't think it's better to like yeah learn all the bad parts about this place yeah. that you care about. So right. you're not like just like a blind sheep. Like I'm not going to be yeah. so cynical yeah. as to say that. But yeah. it's good to be able to reflect and be like right. You know, take stock of okay, like every country has its has its um every every country oh, sorry every country every culture has its uh, ups and downs yeah what sort and what types of things can i could i put up with in the long term right. if i had to you know and it's super you know place dependent right. i mean i guess i'm not putting it out of like you know my consideration mm-hmm. now but i think and you know like i two times is like nothing you know yeah. but like um but I think from what I saw, like, that's what I took away from it. But, yeah. of course, it's not saying that, like, this is – it's, like, a hyper-generalization right. of, like – It's not like it's off places. your radar. It's just exactly. you're, kind of, you're kind of more aware of yourself yeah. as a person and what yeah. you want, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But you, yeah. But, so you would go back, like, to visit or something. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, And I think, you know, I wouldn't – because – in my current field, which is like biomedical research, mm-hmm. like Japan is the world leader in that. Oh, I so, know that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, they're very, from what my understanding is, like there, there are several institutes that are very specialized and very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, um, yeah, they're really, there are, there's like, for example, um, there's an institute in Tokyo called Diken. That um, it's very well known in terms of like stem cell research, like neuro stuff. Um, the one of the original like gene databases was developed at Kyoto University. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's like you know, I, I feel like I'm going to be back, and um, whether for work or like for longer than that. So, yeah, yeah it, it you know, you kind of never really know where that's going to go. Yeah. But I, I'm glad I have like this competency for the future if that does mm-hmm. end up being. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think that's certainly very valuable. Yeah. Um, Do you, I just want to backtrack a little bit. You did mention the JBSD scholarship you got, and you said you got some sort of scholarship for JCMU as well. Do you have any other tips for funding um, in regard to study abroad programs? Any specific, Um, like, scholarships or programs you can remember? So I got all my funding internally through MSU, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, well known for supporting a lot of study abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think we're really lucky through that. But I think I would definitely, if you have plans to study abroad anytime during your uh, career, in your college career, like find, you know, there are counselors at school that I'm sure can point you in the direction of which scholarships to apply for. Mm -hmm. But also um, there are external scholarships. I know a little less about that, but um, I feel like, you know, that's kind of how I found the JBSD one was kind of just like Googling around. So definitely Mm -hmm. look like you could never start looking too early. Um, But yeah, I got all of almost, yeah, pretty much all of my funding from um, internal sources, which was really nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, you said you are going to the Philippines pretty soon. Do you have any yes. other international travel plans in the foreseeable future? No, that's the only one. Um, I think I might be going to Taiwan to see my relatives next year, but um, okay. that's all. Who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of as a grad student, you kind of just like put, you know, take every day as a come. <laughs> so so um, it was like, all right, go in here. Like, we'll see. Yeah. Um, might. Um, I might try to make that work next year, though. It's been a while since I saw the family. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be nice. Yeah. And um, last but not least... Yeah. um, Is there... Do you want people to find you online? Is there any work that you'd like them to see? I know you do, like, illustration and design and that kind of stuff. Yeah, not super uh, online, but I have a Twitter. I send you my Twitter. Okay. I, my Twitter and my Instagram. My Instagram is just like my paintings right now. Well, my Twitter, which um, I've been using a little more, and is kind of a mixed bag of science things and politics and random jokes, um, <laughs> is Irenoplasm. So it's it's I R E N O P L A S M. I wanted to make it vaguely science. So. <laughs> And that's the yeah. same for that's your Instagram, Instagram as well, too. Yeah. Instagram yes. and Twitter, Irenoplasm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. But yeah, um, if people have questions, I'd be more than happy to chat with them about any of this. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you Yeah, thank lot. you. Um, yeah. yeah I, I hope my strategy has been... Um, because I did a whole bunch of research going into it, like how yes. how best to interview people, and like yeah. one of the things I read was like, "Shut up, like let the other person talk." I feel like this yeah. one is the one I've talked the most, so I hope I haven't oh, derailed the okay. conversation too much. I try nope, my best nope. to kind of just like gently prod so that the other person can do their yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean it's um, hard because you had the experience. Right, I was there too. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have stuff to add. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, I really do thank you for uh, being able to reschedule and yeah, <laughs> talk about um, all this stuff, especially the high school thing because I knew you had done that, but I didn't know as much. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so it was. Really it's really great. fun to look back and reminisce on things um, and just think about you know like you know how how time things were, and I, I haven't had a lot of time to think about those things. So. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, I'm glad I could help you, you know, uh, reminisce and kind yeah. of back in time. <laughs> and I mean, also think about, like, you know, kind of, not just reminiscing, but also mm-hmm. thinking about, like, the larger implications of what study abroad was and mm-hmm. how much of a privilege it was, you know, Definitely. like, not just a trip, but, like, something that was put together as, like, a whole 
you know, learning experience. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess that is it for now. Um, okay. I can't think of anything else I'd want to ask. Well, I, I can always think of things to ask Irene. We can talk for, like, for days. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but we have. We right, have. We, <laughs> we 100% have. But um, for this, for, yes. for, for this specific thing, I think... Yes. Um, I think we've got a, a lot of good stuff, and I appreciate. I feel like you've been um, said a lot of things that will be really um, useful and interesting and um, thought provoking. So thank you for that. Um, so I will. What time is it now? It's like six p.m. There, right? Yeah. So I'll let you go. Enjoy your evening. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. This will be out in July, so I'll let you okay. know about all that. Yay! And, um, Exciting. Yeah. Other than that, I I think I think I'm good. So all right. Thank you so well, much. Thanks so much. If I don't yeah. talk to you again, um, have an awesome time in the Philippines. Thank with you. With your new, I mean, maybe he's not so new, but new to me, <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> I know he's not a new person to you, but like I didn't know yeah, y'all well, were together. So it's, it's true. Awesome. We, we can talk about that story. <laughs> That that's a long story. We can do that when we're not being recorded. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um and yes. Let me know about uh coming out here too, California. Yes, I will. So. I'll do that. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. See ya. All right, y'all, there it is. Thanks to Irene for being such a wonderful guest. I feel like with Irene, no matter what she's talking about, whether it be uh, something serious like major life decisions or societal issues or something seemingly mundane and not often thought about, like the symbolism of grocery stores, (laughs) I feel like she can always find something insightful to say, and I've always appreciated that about her. So thank you for that Irene and I hope you like how it all turned out and for the rest of you listening uh, be sure to follow the podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook and as always if you have any questions or comments to share or if you yourself would like to be a guest on this podcast then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com so next week I have another friend of mine um whom I actually met in middle school and we've kept in touch since then but didn't actually get the chance to um, see each other in person for about seven years until just a couple months ago and I was talking to her and I mentioned the podcast and I asked if she wanted to be a guest and she said sure so next week she's going to tell us about um, the missions trips that she did uh, in high school she went to Bulgaria Costa Rica and Kenya and um, and then as an undergrad student she also went to Ireland and the UK so lots of variety there I hope you're looking forward to that next week but until then thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time <laughs>